Welcome to the eighth overall, fourth episode of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex Mex. Today, me and the coach have a rant session while we wait for the bear to show up. He inevitably does not show up. Effectively making this our third Coach's Cast about rowing. All on this week's episode of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I've been watching uh, Bojack Horseman. I need to, to give that a shot. I have yet to. I, I'm like, I don't where am I in that? Let me check, but... It's like it's hard for me to <clears throat> recommend it to anybody, like because I'm kind of like, do I like it? <laughs> like I'm halfway through season set, season four. Yeah, and like I'm still like I enjoy watching it. It's why I keep watching it. But it's also like I just I don't know. It's just it's odd. I think part of it is just like like most of the plot is the fact that this. You know, it's an old actor who's out of his prime, basically, and he's a shitty person, and he's trying to deal with being a shitty person, and he keeps making strides to be better, but then he's two steps forward, one step back, or two steps forward, two steps back. Like, he never actually gets better. That kind of bothers me in shows. It's like, you can't just keep doing the same shit. Yeah, that's what I heard way back when they rolled out season two or three, that, like... People said that they really liked season one, but they felt that like season two rolled it back in such a way, or I, I don't remember what it was. Season three never rolled it back 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 okay. more because like I was I was skeptical on it when I started it in season one, and then I started getting into it. I think I remember I don't you know I binge it, so I don't know exactly where the season cutoffs are, but like I think season two I really enjoyed it, and season three it's like oh. Okay, so we learned our lesson, but then we just continue to do the same shit. And now I'm halfway through season four, and it's just like, really? Can we stop this? Like, let's do something new. Yeah. I was interested, and then I just like people coming off of season two or three. I don't remember which season it was, but it just got like, it didn't go like negative. It just got like, it went from like people saying this was like one of the best shows to. That's oh, pretty good, but like you know, yeah. <laughs> there's some really clever stuff because they're all animals. Well, not all of them, but there's a lot of yeah. animals in it. Obviously, and they do really clever stuff with that. It's like you know, a bunch of side background jokes aren't enough to keep you watching. Yeah. Other than the fact I'm too far in now. <laughs> That's how it goes, Yug. Holy hell. How many seasons are there? Six. Yeah, I that's, can slug through two more seasons. That's just not a little bit. How much there's how many episodes are in a season too? Uh well season three is so it's pretty much twelve. Season six was sixteen. I don't know if that was the end of it or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually this is a good way of describing it. So Netflix says this show is deadpan, cynical, and witty. And it's like, it is cynical is the word I was really looking for there. Like, and it's just, it's just so cynical where you can only take so much of that, you know, especially when you're binging it. Yeah. You're getting all of that shit at once and you're just like, oh my God. This, this is just miserable. Ah. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the reasons I hate the great Gatsby. Like, it's just miserable people doing miserable things to each other for a whole miserable book. Because I got to read F. Scott Fitzgerald's shitty writing. The um, I can. I mean, if you, I think it's really. I recommend uh, Letter Kenny as just a, a nice little light binge. He's funny. I haven't watched much of it, but Letter Kenny, it's it's solid. Get rec- Didn't they start off on YouTube? I think yeah, he's like uh, the the main guy is the the 
the kind of writer, main writer or whatever is, is my understanding. I really, I don't know enough about it, but like, yeah, they, they were like a web and got a deal. And I think they have like six ish seasons, maybe seven, but the thing is their seasons are um like six episodes. They're like, they're small order. They're not big order. So. Yeah. Pretty easy to get through. Very, very digestible. Yeah, the issue is my sister's Hulu account. I don't have it on my computer. It's uh, like connecting my TV. It's one of those things where it's like I don't want to log in with too many things. Fair enough. Oh. Man, I took out a. I got a novice eight since I'm the only one worth a working launch right now. Yeah. And I had the time to do it. So these kids have, for one, never been in a team boat. They've only done sculling because they started during the pandemic. Just one kid. We- weird time to, to be like, yes, rowing is going to be my sport. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, So we had this one kid. His name, I probably shouldn't say his name on. We'll call him Steve. Anyway, so this kid, I've watched him before. He's clearly never been taught because the novice coach before was just awful. Yeah. And supposedly he was injured. And uh, it was just like, watch this kid, Eric, but it's like he was the eighth person. We just needed an eighth body in there. I wasn't going to row a seven with novices. It was mostly so I could get these girls. I had five solid girls that I needed to get on the water, and they just, you know, we didn't have eight girls. So we went there. And, like, you know how many people I've coached. Like, I've got, yeah, like, God knows how many athletes I've coached over just rowing seasons and add on camps on top of that over the summers and shit. It's like, it, it adds up. This kid legitimately, I think, might be the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> like, he's been on the ERG for, like, a month now, too, which makes it even more pathetic. It was It was insane. It was like... Just an inability just to listen and follow basic directions of like, okay, arm straight. Okay, take the or I like he would he'd take a legs only stroke. And like I would have been happy if he just finished the stroke completely. Like not understand the concept of legs only, that's fine. But it was like he'd get to legs only, stop there, then finish the rest of the stroke, but kept it in the water the whole time and then wouldn't take the blade out of the water and he kept catching he wasn't even catching crabs. He was just checking the boat down at that point. I was just like, dude, take your blade out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> and you think you just want to do that naturally, right? Yeah, but the blade wants like pushes up against it. It's like you're, you're literally forcing this blade to stay in the water in an uncomfortable position for yourself. Like, what the hell are you doing? Oof. He just like he just couldn't move anything correctly. I was he was driving me nuts. What's frustrating is like I felt bad for the kid because at some point you're repeating the same thing. He keeps making the same exact mistake. He never learned, and the, you can see the other kids in the boat for one. They're just getting frustrated because this one kid's getting all the attention because I can't do anything without him. Yeah. And then like you know you can see some of them chuckling. And it's like okay, it's time to, time to switch pairs, even though this kid doesn't have anything. Like yeah. Oh, it was rough, but that's the novice boys' coach's problem. So, yeah. what did we do? We have a we're just Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the ergs, and maybe over the weekend I'll start like moving some of the more experienced people, letting them take the single out for a spin. But like, it's it's a real slog. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're six days a week now. Full eights. That's nice. If only. Yeah. I mean, my team is tiny right now. You know, we graduated so many kids, and then I were not able to really recruit because it's all word of mouth stuff, and they're not in school. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you're having the same issue. It's just like, oh. And I've – my 1V, while the ergs aren't there, at least they're okay rowers. And, yeah, we'll, we'll I'll build them up. They're fine. But it's just like I do not have a two V. Like it is a three V at best. It's that that hard skill cliff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ugly, and unfortunately, I just I don't trust my assistant coach to build him up. I just don't think he's very good at his job. 
So it makes me a little concerned about going forward. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I've, I've been on the water with him, and it's just like. I can't understand whether he has a good sense for the stroke or doesn't. I know for a fact he has no sense of boat lineups. Like, he is awful at that, but whatever. Right. I, yeah, we're, we're never going to be out in – I mean, nothing this season. No, no real boats this season. That blows my mind. Is it your boathouse stopping you from doing this? Uh well no 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 the uh there's a there's a ton of just issues there's six people first of all yeah uh, one coxswain so we could we could do mixed fours but it's just like uh there's issues with the boathouse there's issues with the university there's issues with the equipment like and there's no actual money to fix any of these problems <laughs> since the the kids are cut off from their fun while the school is in like COVID mode. Oh, so frustrating. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Brick. I just want to row. I just want to row with good people, too. I'm sick of, you know, they're, like, trying to cohort us. It's like, keep your boats week to week. It's like, it's not possible. Yeah. It's like, one kid misses. I'm not going to not row with seven other girls. So, I mean, I'm just keeping track of my lineups for contact tracing purposes and someone gets sick. It's like, okay, well, you were sitting next to this person on this day and this person on this day. And then, like, kids... Like, it's already a slippery slope of kids not coming because it's like, oh, I have this excuse and, like, in a COVID time, I can't say no. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's legitimate excuses where COVID messes you up, like, you know, in particular, I have one one girl, and she she always she's an excuse maker in general. Um, but, always a car. yeah, but it's like, oh, my parents' car isn't working, so we don't have a car right now, so I can't get to practice. I'm like, for one, I've seen you ride your bike to practice, so this isn't an excuse, but I can't say that. And like, yeah. I was like, well, you also have park carpools, but her her dad in particular is like. Mr. COVID paranoid, like beyond belief. I'm al- I'm surprised she's even allowed on the team, to be honest. Like that's how paranoid he is. So it's like he he won't let her do a carpool. So now she can't get to practice that way. And it's just like, oh my god. Ugh. I freaking one girl. She emails me. This was my uh, anti-Jew comment the other day. <laughs> um, but she emailed us saying. I won't be at practice Fridays and Saturdays <laughs> because of a, like an assistant pastry chef job. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, you are missing a third of your practices. You're not allowed in lineups. Like you are a permanent spare. And, and you get the whole like, why? I'm like, because you're missing a third of your practices. Yeah. I, uh, what I ended up doing during the season was I I had a notebook um, and I just wrote on the front of it in a Sharpie, the big book of varsity excuses. <laughs> and, um, it was all filled up by like two kids, but um, like, I just, I, I said like, you know, you're just not allowed to practice again until you tell me why you missed. Right. And, uh, it's it's you tell me why you missed and you didn't tell anybody within you know 24 hours before 24 hours after like within reason like obviously like a horrendous medical or family emergency would be exempt but it was just like oh, I missed my alarm but then it's like five pages of that with the same name and then he's like I don't know why I'm not getting faster and it's well let me show you or <laughs> uh people complaining about like this or that or wanting to change things. I'm like, well, that's, that's a great idea, but you know, let's show up. Yeah, so you see all these days in red, you missed those. Um, that's why you're not getting faster. Yeah. Oh, let's see why. Let's, let's, let's skip to this day. Oh, it's, uh, I, I, I missed my alarm again. Uh, my alarm again. Here's another one. I missed my alarm again. Well, I need to, <laughs> That's probably a conversation for next week for our team, but it's like we do need to kind of go over what's what's an excused absence again, 
And like I thought, I was thinking about the other day, and I think one one way I want to get it through their heads is like, ask yourself if this excuse would be a good reason to miss a race, and if it's not, it's also not a good excuse to miss practice. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, obviously within reason. You know, they're high school kids. I'm not yeah. gonna hold them to the same standards that a collegiate rower would, and I don't want them. Like, yeah, I have one girl, she just got accepted to MIT, she's, like, involved in everything. She's going to miss four practices this year, as, like, every other Monday for another club. And it's just, like, she's one of the hardest-working girls on the team, she works her tail off for me, she's built up a lot of goodwill. You know what? Fine. Four practices, not a big deal, we'll work around that. But it's just, it's the constant, like, I can't come, you know, it's Wednesdays, like, I can't come tomorrow for Thursday practice because... My dog is puking on the carpet. It's just like, well, okay. Sorry. My my dog ate my sister's homework, so it's just gonna be that's that's my that's my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've had some wild, like dumb stuff but it's yeah at the the end of the day I always just tell them like you know when the season ends and you ask like why this happened or this didn't happen like you can physically go look at this book like I'm I I, it's (laughs) it's it's public to the whole team it's right there in our cage like I'm not like hiding anything it's just (laughs) and it's literally what you tell me and the thing is it's different for them too because they're adults. Like yeah, they're you adults. can you can treat them like adults I, too. Like they're in charge of their own schedule. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I don't know. It's 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 annoying too because uh, I'll get the. I mean, it's, I think it's a college rowing thing in general. But I'll get kids who rowed in high school, and we'll just be like, you know, I think we can be fast, but only practice three days a week. And I'm like, ah, that's not, that's not how that works, bud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're, they're real proud of their, their high school career. And it's like, why though? This, no, no offense, no offense to, to high school careers, but like, it's a no name school I've never heard of that came like fifth at their states. And it's like, you know, it's kind of a big deal. And I was like, I'm, I'm sure you were, bud, but if you were good at rowing, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> If you're good at rowing, you wouldn't be saying you can train three days a week. Yeah, that too. That's that's another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is a I know. coach's cast since uh, bear, the bear just fell. I, he must have. Like, <laughs> it's that's his not MO. the first time. Um, which is nuts to me because he's the one who sets the time for the podcast. Like, he's the one who set 8.30. I'm yeah, I think sure. so as well. Like, the original. The, the OG 830 was just like him arbitrarily picking a time. <laughs> oh, man. I Yeah, and uh, so Detroit in our Discord was saying he's been kicked off the podcast or forced out. And it's like, I mean, I know what we have a million fans out there that are wondering about our meta podcast drama. But it's really just like everybody gets invited and all the time, like, when we ever we do a normal one, but, like, nobody wanted to be involved. Well, in they Twin also Peaks, weren't so. doing the normal one, so we were like, well, screw it, let's just do a Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they said they were going to start a, a, what is it, uh, Entourage podcast, and I was like, go nuts. Like, you can do it on the channel. I'll, I'll edit yeah, because I'm sure there hasn't, I'm sure Entourage <laughs> podcasts haven't been beaten to the ground yet. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, a completely unclaimed ground like our rowing podcast, clearly. <laughs> oh, man. I just got a fucking list of kids that aren't supposed to be rowing and kill me. <laughs> it's just like the school's been such a pain in the ass. Like, they keep telling us one thing, and then the next day they backtrack it. Like, for instance, last last night they had this, uh, you know, it's like the annual sports information meeting, don't do drugs and whatnot that every high schooler has to go through every season. 
Yeah, don't, don't do drugs because then you yeah. get pregnant. But so they originally yeah. told us we didn't have to do it this year, or for whatever reason, I don't know. And then, like, at noon, they told us, oh, wait, all of your athletes have to be on this call at 7 o'clock. Attendance will be mandatory and taken. So, so we had to end our practice early, unscheduled, first day on the water, like 30 minutes early, just because <laughs> this the school decided that we had to be on this stupid call that they've all been through before. Um, and then they're currently, you know, you have to get your physical stuff and get cleared to practice, which is a good thing, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah. the nurses, like, they, for some reason, they have to go to the nurse in order to get approved. And the okay. nurses weren't holding sessions for our set of athletes, like the spring athletes. <laughs> and it's like, but we're, we're practicing. Like, huh. we, we can't get clear because you're not holding sessions for our athletes. <laughs> so I just got an email with uh, one, yeah. two, three, four girls that aren't cleared because the nurses haven't had their spots open. <laughs> That might interfere. <laughs> it's, it's like, we'll still um, let them practice. Like, it's really not a big deal. It's not that they're cleared for non-health reasons. They're just not cleared because they didn't get a piece of paper signed yet. Right. And you know what? If it was one of those, you were warned, but they told us about this stuff on Monday. It's like, you should have been telling us this weeks ago so they could have been planning to get ready for the season. Yeah. It's not their fault. I yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not their fault. And then, like, I'm... Was it... Whatever. Like, from the school's perspective, like, I'm sure that somebody is scrambling there thinking that they're doing, like, the best they can... Like, the best. But it's really just, like, you, you gotta kind of pick a track and stick to it. Alright, so, I got an email from, uh... CBC, which is Cambridge Boat Club. All right. Very good club. Yeah. Not, I don't want to be shitting on them. Like uh, their head coach, Abby Knight, she's a phenomenal coach. They do a great job. They make kids fast. So there is a competitive juniors program from June 21st to okay. August 9th. So essentially a month and a week, maybe-ish. Maybe you could say it's six weeks at the most. Um, right. Our goal is to develop high, highly competitive athletes in boats with an emphasis on physiological, mental, technical skill advancement, training with primary focus on sculling small boats, we'll practice and race in a full range of events. All right, so maximum capacity, 14 boys, 14 girls, up to three coxswains. They, uh, you know, very competitive thing. They only want the best of the best. I think girls, it's like you have to be under 740 or whatever. All right, so now this is good coaching. I don't know who the other coaches are, so I can't comment on is it top of the line for head of the, for Charles River or whatnot. So we're talking six, yeah. maybe six weeks, but it, in reality, it's about a month. People with traveling and whatnot, depending on their races, like they're not going to be practicing that full six weeks. How much do you think it costs? Like a Ooh, month, month rolling, how much basically? How much is a gallon of milk <laughs> nowadays? And then I just multiply that by. Let me just do some calculations here. A thousand dollars. Four thousand five hundred. <laughs> also, if you're not a member of the club, you've got another three hundred of dues to pay to join the club. So it's forty-eight hundred if you're not already a part of CBC. Almost $5,000 plus, I have to imagine, I don't, so it's, the regatta's a 10, so it covers equipment and, oh wait, no, shit. <laughs> Program fee covers uniforms, gear, coaching, and equipment. If there are regattas to attend, participants can expect an additional fee between $1,300 and $2,100. This could ultimately be $6,000. $600 to join a freaking one month program. That's Holy really hell. Like I didn't read, I didn't read that <laughs> earlier last time I was telling JOB about it. Holy fuck. 
who has that kind of money? Like I know rowing people are rich, but that's $6,000 for a month worth of practice. Yeah. Like you better be getting recruited division one for going to that camp. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. Unbelievable. It's like, you could give me a thousand dollars and you know, I, the toot my own horn, I'm pretty sure I could give these kids pretty equal, not quite as good. They're, they're, you know, the coaches they hire are more experienced than me, but like, yeah. you know, for 60, what did I say? 6,400. <laughs> I mean, so $4,500 yeah. if they don't go yeah. to races, like, are their coaches that much better than just like your local team's coach that that's worth it? I mean, like what's, do they have like a, a insane track record on the like national scale? Or I, something? Honestly, I like, couldn't tell you about CDC. Yeah. Like I, I know they produce good rowers. I haven't. That'd be like the only, only possible justification. If it was like, we're basically like, Feeding kids into the national team, like on like demand, if you're on the right? if you're a kid that's on their way to the national team, like they're only going for kids under six forty and seven forty. If you're trying to be a junior national rower, yeah. you need to be at like six twenty, if not faster. So it's like you're not even getting yeah. the best of the best. You're getting very good. Like don't get me wrong, God knows I didn't go six forty in high school. <laughs> like, but Jesus. That, uh, yeah, that seems a little bit excessive. I mean, are they like, do they have a dock made of <laughs> They do have a very pretty boat house, so we'll give them that. They're the one right before uh, the uh, Elliott Bridge, that big one on the right. Um, from, uh, M-Pocker is the uh, just gold yeah. standard, right, for boats. I don't think that's an inaccurate statement. Um, there's a lot of rowing nerds that'll be like, um, actually, uh, uh, this style of boat won this race this Whatever. one time and blah, blah, blah. So it's a better boat than M. Pocker. But M. Pocker is like, there are Olympics competed where M. Pocker is the boat in every event except the um, whatever two of uh, American men's events because the men don't buy their boats they just get them actually free i think they're on pockers now actually <laughs> yeah Yo, there we go they set the world record in the hudson though that's done until the uh canadians broke in 2012 i think yeah it's just it's uh you know so that camp thing. obviously some money okay. goes to coaching and some of that money goes to probably some equipment and shirts and stuff so you gotta imagine 14 boys, 14 girls, you're hiring four coaches, maybe six coaches for that month. So that's going to be, I don't know what, 6000 to maybe $10,000 worth of coaching. At the most, twenty if like you're yeah. really paying coaches well. That camp, I just did the math, is going to raise $126,000. Yeah. Like, you could pay, you could pay the coaches... <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars, and you're still making a profit of seventy six hundred, not including club dues. Do you do you think I could point to something like that and like convince people to uh, let me train their kids at esports for like two hundred dollars a month? <laughs> I, I I think I I uh, texted my program director because she she and i get along very well we have very similar opinions on rowing in general and she's just like what the hell (laughs) well like if you were to treat penn state as like a full year technically right annual dues for the penn state club including your fundraising and spring break assume you and spring break you just paid it all out wouldn't it be like what was it our, our, during our time? It was like Ish, yeah, it was right? no more like, expensive than most other clubs or especially frats. They, they might be up to like 2500 or 3000 now because I think we used to pay spring yeah. break separate. So 
I think they pay spring break as a part of it now, which is a good idea because then it's like, hey, you're yeah, skipping it, your I do spring agree with break. that. That is smart. Um, yeah, like that's that is four times or three times as much as just our time at Penn State, and then for yeah, one month. <laughs> with who knows. I, again, I don't know who the coaches will be. It's, it's CBC. They're going to get good coaches. Like that, I'm not worried about that. But it's like, I, I couldn't imagine one of my athletes coming to me and be like, do you think the CBC camp's a good idea for me? And I'll just be like, no, just stick with me for the whole summer for $20 an hour, <laughs> which is what you'd be getting anyway. Yeah, like- or whatever the hell they pay me. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't write the deals. I just cast the checks. Um, it's like girls under seven forty. If you're talking about girls under seven forty, like I've produced that many, many times at this point. That's not like that impressive of a time for your high school girls. It, yeah, I mean it's it, that's. I you gotta I. I like what are the other like you do you know anything about any other clubs in Boston? Like is there anything I have to look it that? up. Let me look up. See, let me see if I can find Riverside or something. Riverside That's That's wild, dude. That's fuck. That's like that's that's more money than we got in all the stimmy. <laughs> Seriously. If you had two kids and you filed as a uh, uh, husband and wife, you might have enough stimmy money now to cover the one month at this <laughs> camp for one kid, for one of the kids, the, the good kid. Um, that, yeah, I mean, like, it's shit like that that I see, and I'm like, yeah, I get why people are like, I mean, other than, like, the Harvard and, and Yale crap, like, it's just, like, you see things like that, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I forget rowing is an elitist sport. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Riverside is a similar program. Doesn't say the specific cost, but they're going for girls and boys around the same speeds. And they say cost is announced shortly, so it'll come out. But it's racing entry fees, trailer cost, housing at Canadian Henley, and the high coach to athlete ratio to facilitate personal development. Uh, I'm curious what they what they end up calling it, but like Jesus, like if you're talking about okay, you're paying your way to go to Canadian Henley, that's not going to be cheap, and I understand that aspect of it. Yeah, not, during, not during COVID, you kidding <laughs> I me? Still can't believe they're still planning on doing any of this. Right, who else is on the Charles? Let me look up. Let's look up Penn AC or something because honestly, they produce better. Players. Canada didn't cancel uh, cancel their Henley. <laughs> All right, so Wait, isn't Canadian Henley like kind of close to Accra? Am I no, completely Canadian wrong? In August. Oh, okay, okay, it's two months. Eh. It's, I mean, that's still mighty bold of them. <laughs> mighty bold of you to assume uh, America would get its shit together. I don't know if you've met uh, Texas and Florida. Oh man. Program cost. Okay. That's so let me look at this. So program dates. Practice starts. So this is Penny C. Practice starts okay. June 18th. But all athletes living in the housing on UPenn campus must arrive by June 17th. So whatever the hell that means. Final regatta, junior Nats. Um so this is like a one month camp. Okay. Well, I mean that's yeah. Preparing to. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's the same thing. Too. It's like this. Maybe it's just local athletes. Forty four hundred dollars. Room and board not included. Visiting athletes sixty nine hundred. Room and board included. Nice, nice. The sex number. Who is paying this? Who are their coaches? Will Scully. I don't wait. I know Will. Is Will Scully the guy? I think it is. Pots down the hill. 
will begin at Simsbury High School. Trinity College. Jesus, like, I... <laughs> I met this guy. Like he's the. I, I was like, I, I know this person. I gave swirly to this guy. Old <laughs> um, Scully. I mean, like, so we're talking about a guy. He won Stoats in 2018, then Junior Four event. Like he coached the crew. So right. I mean, that's pretty good. That's fast, fast dude. But like, that's the assistant coach. Like that's honestly not that much crazier than my resume. So def- it's definitely faster, are, but are you telling me you could work for one of these six thousand dollars? I can just start talking to people. <laughs> I, it's it, oh, man. I like, it's got to just be places like it's got to. Okay, here's the thing. It's just got to be like an uh, a cultural standard, right? That it's it's around six thousand or forty four hundred dollars, right? It's gotta be in in Rome, and then that standard was probably set by somewhere where they were factoring in like probably factoring in housing, and then that just became the like the standard, and now it's like, but <laughs> uh, that's that's it. Like you got to pay four thousand dollars if you want to learn how to row good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Dave Hammond, junior women's head coach here for this Penn AC club. I'm not going to read his personal because I couldn't care less about someone's own rowing career because I think that has no bearing on whether you're a good coach or not. Yeah, I, I never rode, so I leave that <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you did, he did well for himself. He rode for Orange Coast, so, you know, good team, but Acura stuff, so it's not like he was a Division One rower here. Yeah. Jumped into coaching Everett Rowing Association. There he coached crews to several Brentwood Regatta Championships. I don't know what that is. As well as silver medal at the Northwest Regional Championships. So that's solid. After Everett, David moved to Sacramento, California, being coached in UC Davis at River City Rowing Club, though in recent years has narrowed his focus to UCD. UCD has enjoyed discussion around the past years with the Varsity 8 making the Acker Grand Final. Woo! Each of the past four years to go along with two Acker Bronze Medals and the Novice 8. Oh, man. Additionally, in Dave's oh, first year at Penn AC Gold, he guided our U19 8 plus to a bronze medal at Youth Club Youth Club Nats. That's good. That's a legit result. Yeah. <laughs> I just read you his coaching resume. That's I don't want to shit on the guy. Like it's good. It's good. It's above uh, above it's, average, but like it's not well above average. He's probably a phenomenal coach. Yeah. He does a good job. But it's like that's a six thousand dollar camp. You should be the coach by Mike Tatey. Well, fuck. What do you think a Tatey fucking kid cost? <laughs> I I put this in perspective. When I was talking to Job. Like the Navy crew camp which is one that I did in high school two summers that, you know, there's three sessions. They last a week long. I I only did one session a summer. Let me, let me double check the price. I don't want to give, put our, our listeners in a bad way here, but Navy crew camp. I am familiar with the Navy crew camp because it was a popular one to try. Especially in your area, but. Oh yeah. But like it, it was a phenomenal camp, and you get some amazing coaches there, like ex-Olympians, dudes that have been coaching forever. You're talking about the Navy coaches in particular, but like, yeah, they rode boats. I would hope the Navy rode yeah. boats good, but <laughs> like in particular, you know, my coach was the Colby Crew in Maine, that college. You know, he that was yeah. my coach, and we were kind of the middling boys. The upper boys had the had the expert coaches, obviously, not to say that Stu Stokes, you're phenomenal. I loved you. Um, but five day camp. So five days, one week camp yeah. with on the Naval Academy, food included, you know, uh, what's the room and boards included here. Yeah. Phenomenal yeah. equipment, phenomenal coaching costs $575. If you did four of those, you it's <laughs> and even if we run that up six hundred dollars, you did three of those. You're only at yeah. eighteen hundred. That's a three week camp. Yeah. With what I have to imagine is better. <laughs> like, 
Um, it's no, uh, it's no YouTube like Tady uh, impersonator <laughs> camp. Oh my! Is it any of these have a bronze medal? <laughs> Shirts are not optional. The greatest rowing piece uh, of media that's ever been created. Didn't it end up on row two K? It was like the day? video of the day, and it got taken down immediately. I don't know yes. who thought it was a good idea to post that as the video of the day, but <laughs> I'm sure somebody got an earful. Um, it's that's definitely up there for like I don't know if that's still in the like I don't get it anymore, but um the uh not among the, the rowers, maybe among like the old parts like us, but uh that and then the the one that was really popular when we were in college was the uh who was, was it Columbia's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Columbia it was like three years in a row whoever they had in charge of editing their videos <laughs> just like he snorted some coke and then edited the video <laughs> well so he played Death Grips which is an experimental hip hop project um, to, to put it bluntly uh, and inaccurately describe it and then also spliced in riot footage. <laughs> and they like, didn't they have like an abysmal season that year? I feel like they didn't do that. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was their lightweight team, right? I think, I thought, I th- okay. I thought whichever it was, was the one that does bad. Like, if if their lights were good that year, then it was their heaviest team of it, yeah. Um, it's been a while, but that's, that's kind of how I remember it. Um, God, that I should go find that. That's was funny. Top top tier crew meme. Uh, there really um, is a lack of good rowing content out there, honestly. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, we cannot fill any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there just isn't. Um. Like, even not joking stuff, like, there just isn't good things right. on YouTube. Like, you've got to really search. I'm on yeah. YouTube right now looking at it. Like, there's one, there's an Australian thing they call it called Decent Rowing. They're solid. There's another dude that's, um, Aram. I don't remember his last name. He does, he's like the only guy that does like in depth video analysis. And quite honestly, I don't agree with a lot of what he says in the stroke, but he's also a much more successful coach than I am. So, what the hell do I know? Um, but they're really – there's not a ton of – like, you can, you want to go learn something about baseball, there's a million videos on how to throw a curveball, right? If you want to get good at rowing, right. there's, like, three YouTube channels that actually teach good things. Yeah, it's um, – well, it's, it's such a niche space. Too, like, I, I don't think the demand is there. <laughs> no, I, I mean – I think it's there a little bit where we probably think, but yeah, you're not going to hit the millions of views, obviously. No, no, fuck no. <laughs> oh man. Oh. So this next uh, podcast, are we just going to do three episodes of uh, Twin Peaks? I guess. <laughs> Honestly, like that um, last episode, there wasn't a ton to talk about. Oh, I it, trust me, I wrote it all down. Um, we're so I've now watched five and six again in prep for this, but uh, there's only two episodes left in the first season. Uh, and it, it the mystery I, this is a spoiler the kind of the mystery gets solved, like we, we know that, like because there's a whole meta thing about Lynch solving it before he wanted to and all that, but like uh, the, the mystery gets solved around episode nine i want to say in season two and season two is 22 fucking episodes (laughs) like um jay boner was like i want to keep watching just because i want to know what they're going to make a show out of like yeah i'm curious as well well i guarantee by uh two episodes in the curiosity will be dead (laughs) um (laughs) It it it's it becomes a slog until it's not again. And I, I haven't watched season three or Firewalk with me, but 
I I'm excited to give those a shot. Um, I I can't find the Columbia video. <laughs> Maybe they finally brought it down. Um, man, Ohio's got a rowing program again, right? I think so. I mean, their women's team is still in the best in the country. I don't the men. As far yeah. as I know, the men have a team. Yeah, I think they, they came back like after or around our senior year of college. Well, so there's this that would have been fun I, to race more more regularly. <laughs> have you heard of these things called Randall foils? It's like this fin that goes on top of your oar to stop you from digging. Apparently, they're actually fees are regulated, and I don't know. I want to see when them in actual action because honestly, I think. If they work like advertised, it's going to be one of those things where the sports either going to have to ban it, like the sliding rigor, or mm-hmm. it's just everybody's going to get them. Because right. it honestly, it changes the physics of your oar. Like it's literally, it's a fin on top, like a perpendicular to the face of your blade. Okay. So that way you can't bury like past that piece of plastic. And then it just like grabs the water from there. And that's, that's what they advertise it, obviously. I, I don't know how well it actually works. But I don't know. I've, I've only seen this one guy, that Aram guy, advertise the hell out of them. But Decent Rowing just made a video on them like two seconds ago. So it might be spreading. And I'm not a huge fan of that, to be honest. If it's something that actually makes the rowing faster because we just tacked on some more equipment, I don't love that. Yeah. Especially the oar, you know, like boat stuff. I kind of understand like change that around a little bit. Don't row in crappy old school equipment. Yeah, but but should get faster as time goes on. Like like theoretically, like boat design should kind of. And honestly, at this point, we've pretty much figured it out. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yes, but I'm saying like, hey, if 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 there's a new material that comes around in like twenty years that is more efficient than carbon fiber or different weave style or something yeah. like, like it's, it, it should be marginal changes like that. Or like, yeah, we can make the boat, you know, lighter, thinner in some places and not mess too many things up. It things, minor changes like that. Yeah. yeah. They don't, but versus, those are versus this thing called a Randall foil, which like, it changes the entire ore design for one. It's like, ores, you know, you've got the fats and the skinnies, but it's like they really don't make that big of a difference, honestly. Like technically, yeah, the fats are faster; they have more. But you also got to be strong enough to row them, and this and that. Mm-hmm. And you got to row them slightly differently than you. Really, you, know, you get all that stuff in there. But like this is something that you'd be putting on either thing because it just creates more water against the face of your blade, and you can't. You physically, it physically stops you from digging too much, which is a huge thing. Like that's the that's the ore doing the technique for you, you know. Yeah, which I I don't love. Like part of part of rowing is making sure you don't dig too much, or if you're Hamish Bond, you dig so much and you still don't lose a race for eight years. Yeah, I mean, because at that point, it's just like, uh, what, what point is it? Is it just uh, uh, floating nerds? <laughs> yeah, it's, seriously, is it you know? And is it the technique? Is it or is it, or is it the technology? Like actually, apparently. I don't know we call it cross country running, but like marathon running at the elite level now, it's like yeah. they've had to ban a lot of stuff in their shoes and shit because they're now at a point where running equipment for like shoes and I think certain like leggings and stuff that help your muscles rebound quicker or some shit like that, you know, kind of like the swimsuits did. Yeah. And it's like there's guy, like one guy did it. He just wanted just to, I can't remember. But he purposely went out and ran a cheating marathon and basically like crushed the world record with not little effort, but like still got the world record. He's like, this is ridiculous. The fact that I'm able to do this, like I shouldn't, I'm not a fast enough runner to be able to do this, but the equipment, if you have the money to go do it, you can go do some crazy shit with this. That's how I feel with this. Like you shouldn't be able to have something that allows you to just not have your technique and just put this thing on your aura and you get faster from it. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. Uh, I mean, we'll see if they become a thing or not. I'm, I'm curious. I'll watch this video after the podcast, but 
I don't know if, if decent rowing talks about it and uh, it's like, Oh, this makes you faster then it's going to be interesting. No. We're about at the, uh, the witching hour almost there. Yeah. Anything you, uh, want to close out on this? Our, our second coaches, third coaches cast ever. We should have just texted J.O.B. to talk yeah, about it. <laughs> um, you know, missed opportunity on our side. Speaking of missed opportunities, actually. Um, yeah? Over the weekend, we have some free time, and we didn't play Stratego. I was looking forward yeah. to it. Like, I love playing that game every weekend. It's a good, chill, easy game. And we just kind of, like, forgot about it. We were watching TV. And then by the time you realize, like, oh, my God, we didn't play Stratego, it's already Monday. Like, so, my weekend was shot. I don't know about yours. <laughs> wow. This is devastating news. <laughs> Actually, earth-shattering, I might say. <laughs> oh, man. I Funny story. I, I picked up this new board game. It's called Strategic. Um, <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> me neither until now. Uh, no, I... Uh, I have literally nothing to go out on. My work has just been insane for me, and then I'm I'm trying to keep the rowing team afloat, and then start out my own personal job hunt. And it's like I the 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 podcast is just one of the the only escapes. And then like <laughs> it's an escape, it's an escape until I have to edit it, and I'm like, you son of a bitch! Like <laughs> what? I can help you edit it if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it it literally takes as long as listening to the podcast plus maybe 30 minutes like it, it does not take that yeah. long it's just like it's just to set the time aside and, and listen to it um now I, I i love this podcast oh uh one last thing i was talking to uh rim dog and bone saw and i said oh yeah the podcast is still going and rim dog's like i cannot believe you are still keeping the podcast going <laughs> and I just told them like I, this is I, I this is like my magnum opus of like jokes is to have a podcast that nobody listens to. <laughs> I think it's hysterical, <laughs> but you and I are that also had, idiots. Yeah, that we've had going for over a year now, <laughs> and now we're just talking about Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Twin Peaks. We we completely blew our Twin Peaks episode to talk about rowing shitly for an hour. Like it's it's truly. I don't think we're quite at like Tim Heidecker uh, fake court case that's four hours long, <laughs> but like this is this is such niche content for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> for us, us too. Yeah, it's, it's also also like the inconsistent topics. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I just like hopping on a call with my best friend, talk for shit the shit for an hour, and then you know if other people show up, great. <laughs> Just two best friends. Maybe they'll kiss. Who knows? It's happened before. 